You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 226th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Abby in Colorado. This is Tim in Orlando. Way to miss your cue, Tim. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this (laughs) is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Guys, the gang's all back together. Got the gang together. I have to admit, I I may have made a wa- wardrobe malfunction here, and I didn't know Abby was going to be on. Yeah, what's but, up with that visor, Tim? Well, we, you know how we had the listener that sent us the Iron Man visor, and then the yeah, idea was that I was going to wear it in the half marathon. Yeah, yeah, um, and you didn't. Well, it didn't get here in time, <laughs> and so I put the I put the I put this Iron Man visor on the top shelf of my book my bookshelf, right, mm-hmm. like way at the top, like close to the ceiling. By all your trophies. Yeah, by all the trophies. And they had to paint... Uh, I had to get the, the ceiling redone because we had a leak. Mm-hmm. And so they had to replaster it and repaint it. And I found the Iron Man visor on my desk. So whoever the painter was saw that I had an Iron Man visor. And I'm Ooh, permanently embarrassed now. Yeah, wow, that very... is embarrassing. Yeah. and so Maybe now... I should send you some compression knee socks to match. Oh, please. Oh, definitely. So... <laughs> I figured it would be kind of funny, and then all of a sudden, Abby shows up on the pod. You were supposed to be on a couple weeks ago, so I thought I would have gotten this out of the system, but now I'm wearing an Iron Man visor, and it's kind of embarrassing when you showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe I would fit in in Boulder. Oh, also, shit. is there a tag still on it? Yes, there is, in case I want to return part. it. Um, but there's a lot of Iron Man triathletes in Boulder, I'm assuming, where you're wintering for the winter? Yes, there are quite a few. When you go on group, I'm okay. Let me tell you what I assume the off season is for professional cyclists, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Is that you sit back, you don't ride your bike that much, except for giant group rides that have a bunch of triathletes on them in their goofy aero bars, and they're trying to show you what's what. And then you're like, oh, this is lame. And then you go to Whole Foods and eat a salad. And then that's pretty much it. Is that a, is that a day? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that is, that would be a day for like an amateur in Boulder, I, I would assume. What do the pros eat their salads? What do the pros do? What do the pros do in November? We have a we have group rides that that are very um, elite. They're very selective about who gets invited on said group rides mm-hmm. um is it a text message invite? yeah Facebook is this group? a slack channel it is. is this a snapchat thing like where is this how are you yeah. getting this information it's a it's a whatsapp group ah, what's it what's the very na- international you can't tell us the name but i'm just gonna assume it's like elite cyclist boulder is the the name of the whatsapp group yeah and it's closed so only the admin can add people to it so you can't like add a friend mm-hmm. who's the admin? oh wow Who's the admin? So we can start. I'm pretty sure Abby's the admin. Name dropping <laughs> on the pod. Okay, okay. So, nice. so what happens if like you're just out rolling around and then you see that group going and you didn't know there was a ride that day? Like, is that, that actually what- happened to me yesterday? Uh-oh. And I was like, "Hey guys, what's the deal?" <laughs> <laughs> Did you try chasing them and then go like, "Come on, what's going on, no. folks?" I was in the middle of an interval, and so I actually went by them, and I was like. And it was an awkwardly paced interval because it wasn't like super hard, but it was faster than they were going. And I was like, hey, guys, I'll turn around later. Um, And then they just sat on my wheel for the rest of the interval. And then I was like, (laughs) I can talk now. (laughs) Wow. It was awkward. It was pretty awkward. Yeah. So how Hmm. many people show up on this elite level group ride in the Um, season? We... We like to keep it pretty small. I think the most I've ever seen on like a like a pro group ride in Boulder is maybe ten, maybe. Like I think it's usually six. 
do you see other pro group rides going in the other direction? Yeah, there, there you, has to be more than one. <laughs> oh, for do you, sure. Do you wave at them? Do you wave at the other people or okay, you kind of like look pro? And oh, you always wave. wave. You like, okay. for example, right. Tom's waves at every single person. And it was hilarious yesterday because we rode together, um, except for my interval where I dropped him. What? Anyway. Nice. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Um, so we were, so he waves at every single person he passes. And I don't want to hate on masters. I know that they, you know, are just living their best lives, but they Maybe. do not wave back. There's They're not like even a, waving to Tom's or you or pros they coming don't the wave to Tom's who is like, I'm, he's a little bit of a big deal in the cycling world now yep. and people don't wave to him and he gets really frustrated. And it's pretty funny. Rightfully oh, so. Wow. Kind of, it kind of makes me feel better to know that it even happens to him. I mean, yeah, he doesn't like people don't wave back at him, and he does not like it. So, yeah. little gu- little guy, <laughs> let me let me just quick grill you here. If you were riding down the greenway and uh, and you saw a guy come in the other direction in a full trick Segafredo kit, yeah, what would my <laughs> first thought be? Yeah, my first thought would be Cat Four, but then <laughs> right. I'd probably notice that you know maybe it's a little harder in winter. You guys got a lot of clothes on, but otherwise, you'd be like, who's that rail thin? <laughs> uh, pro looking dude you know it wouldn't be like some some newbie cat four so. mm-hmm. yeah yeah tom's is not real thin right now he off season tom's well, is real you're you're in a soft del- and doughy toms. world Abby, of like off season pro is still like like local local cat one like at their fittest moment you know like in terms That's of true. like like let let me tell you about how the rest of us live in the off season. We get a little uh-huh. we get a yes. little softer. I think. Let's, yeah, I can let's say get back from experience. To the, I, I kind of want to get back to the Boulder politics though of this <laughs> WhatsApp group. So let's just say it's like a Wednesday and you have your nice group ride, but you didn't want to invite person Y on the group ride. It's Phil Guyman. And it, 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 <laughs> Phil Guyman, sure. And then you you walk down. What what's downtown Boulder like Pearl Street is that what's yeah. there? okay mm-hmm. and you're just like hanging out at I don't know what the Chipotle I don't I don't know I'm sure there's an Apple store <laughs> there's probably a yeah. bunch of you know kind of the same stuff everywhere and Apple you Beast. see person Y walk by do you say like oh hey I missed you on the ride today or do you just play it off like yeah I didn't really ride much and then you turn your Strava profile to private for that day like what like <laughs> how do you how do you deal with this um. I think you you deal with it professionally, Tim. That's that's the that answer we're would, looking for. Yeah, you'd actually probably see person Y at Whole Foods. That's like the general <laughs> running in place of cyclists in general. They, we we go to the grocery store a lot. We go to Whole yeah. Foods most of the time. So if you're going to run into somebody and it's going to be an awkward encounter and stuff, going to be at Whole Foods. There is one person who's been a little bit booted from the group rides hmm. um, for half wheeling. I was just about to ask if half wheeling is a thing. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of, you just kind of don't mention it. You just, it's just like, if they're like, yeah, so did you ride today? You're like, man, this weather, huh? It's pretty nuts. Oh, you do the nice, you do the nice swerve. Now, oh, yeah. So the half wheeling, do they know that they're half wheeling? Oh, yeah. Like everybody calls out everybody if they're half wheeling. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's so good to hear that someone getting that's half wheeling the pros gets shunned from the group. I love it. No um, one likes to be half wheeled, especially in no. November. Yeah. No, that's true. Okay, so you so you're going through the month of November. When does uh and you're doing intervals now? You just mentioned yeah. it. So you're training. You're obviously building up for the season. What's what's that looking like for you for 2019? Yeah, so I'm I'm already doing intervals because I'm racing uh, Tour Down Under and the Cadell Evans Great Oceanic road road race i don't know what it's called in january awesome (laughs) um and i will be riding with rally cycling again in 2019 which is pretty sweet i love my teammates that's awesome sweet tim i'm gonna i'm gonna just edit in the aussie corner uh intro music right before she gets into that segment just as an editing note Thanks for putting that in post. Yeah. And yeah. I got to admit, Aussie Corner is just off the chain this week because we actually have someone going to Australia that's on the pod. Um, so Tour Down Under or the Cadell Evans Great Road Race, which one are you more excited for? I think uh, probably Tour Down Under just because it's multi-day. Mm-hmm. Trick question. <laughs> They're both amazing. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm actually more excited for the in between time because we're going to be down there for a full four weeks. It's true. Oh wow. So I'm I'm actually most excited for in between the races where we get to hit up the like real Aussie cafe scene because I it's... stock a lot of those coffee shops on uh, Instagram and they now, look pretty cool. Where are you guys going to be based? Melbourne, Sydney. I think Melbourne. Okay. Well, Adelaide is where Tour Down Under is pretty sure and then we go to melbourne after so okay very exciting it's summer down there so it's going to be the polar opposite of the weather that you're experiencing currently in uh boulder so uh what's that's awesome so you've got the build uh coming up you've got the tour down under i mean i i'm in awe like that's our favorite race i mean that's practically the classic (laughs) all we talk about all we talk about are you gonna hold the kangaroo you think Am I what? You gonna hold a kangaroo or a koala or something in the start village? Yeah, you gotta get yeah. the oh, photo yeah. options. We get, to, on we get to go see like all of the animals and stuff at the whatever petting zoo before the race. I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Okay. So there's like a petting zoo that travels with the race. A friend of mine told me, an Aussie friend of mine told me, if you ever go to Australia, the first kangaroo you'll see is dead on the side of the road. <laughs> That's Aww. sad. I, yeah, I do enjoy they're, watching they're, YouTube they're videos creatures here. They, they, I, I do enjoy watching YouTube videos of um, people riding their bikes and they have the GoPro camera on them and then the magpie birds are coming by like attacking them. Have you seen these? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. the magpies down in Australia this time of year, I don't know if it's like because it's mating season or what, but they go freaking nuts. Like a lot of the riders when they're on group rides and stuff, they have to zip tie like zip ties to the top of their helmet that like sticks straight up so that the magpies will run into the zip ties and like get freaked out. Oh. Otherwise they get like straight up attacked by a magpie. Adrian Hedgegavarvi, who's I was teammates with him for two years and I cannot pronounce Nailed it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's down there right now and he posted like some photo of his helmet because he got attacked by a magpie and there's like a massive dent in the helmet because the magpie yeah. just like went at him. Right. It's They're terrifying. That's, yeah. a, that's a pretty good pro tip, uh, you know, with the zip tie trick. So I'm all about this zip tie trip. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. We're not getting that anywhere else. I mean, no. that's just so. Are you going to um, be able to get an interview with a friend of the podcast, Bling Matthews, uh, at, the, at the tour down under? Or Richie you know, Port. Just like, or Richie Port. <laughs> I mean, Richie Port would probably be way easier because I have an in with him now as uh, my boyfriend is teammates with him. Mm. Oh, good point. Yeah, they okay. actually had lunch together at team camp just two weeks ago, just oh the two God. of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, do you want to? Could you ask Richie if he knows that he knows about us? And if he doesn't, then tell him that we want to be friends. And if he does know about us, just change the subject and walk away because oh, we've maybe yeah. not spoken highly of him in the past. <laughs> but yeah, we're, sure. we're willing to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As for Bling Matthews, I am not going to lie. I was stalking him on Instagram recently, yeah. and he is very cute and he's got a small child well, which yeah. wins me over so i that's that's you know, part of the problem abby that's part of the problem yeah yeah that he's just super cute yeah you think you think our angst against bling matthews is is rational no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you've seen his instagram channel yeah we've all yeah, seen yeah. him with his shirt off we know so yeah <laughs> so i uh am not surprised to hear that you were maybe a little more excited about the uh the tour down under than the cadell road race because i think you may uh maybe uh you know have something for stage races um, it's been a while since we caught up with you, and um, we were very excited earlier this summer when you uh, landed on the podium in uh, in Colorado. Yeah, thanks so much. That was it was cool. I was like listening to it, and you guys were talking about me, and it was really cool. I was <laughs> blushing. It was it was pretty rad. You know, no, we were the, we were impressed, and we know you know that that it was a uh, I don't know, not like a a total surprise, but it was probably a pretty cool event for you. Uh, so. Yeah, it was super cool. I mean, the first day was really uh, bizarre. So it was like there was a dirt climb and it was four stages total. And the first day was like a circuit race around Vail. And there was a dirt climb in it, which was kind of weird. And it started on the bottom of a climb, which was also a little bit weird. Um, Mm -hmm. After going through a tunnel that was like a parking garage, which was also a little weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Uh, but it was super, the coolest thing about that day was that my parents were on the climb. Oh, um, nice. And so we did it like, I think four times that every time I got to come through and like my teammates, me and my other teammate, Sarah Poitavin, who's the defending Colorado champ, uh, the team would set us up for like, I was going to try to do like a late race move and she was just protected and. So every single time we went into the tunnel that went into the base of the climb, we had like a full blown lead out train. Mm -hmm. And actually the first time the two girls are on the front, Jillian Elsay and uh, Allie Beveridge, they were going into the tunnel so fast that Allie just like completely lost control of her back wheel. And like I was behind Allie at that point and I was like, they're going too fast. I'm just going to slow down and I'm still going faster than everyone else. And Allie slid out in the tunnel. And it was so bizarre because it was like you're going full gas through downtown Vale, which is cobblestones. And then you take a left turn into basically a parking garage <laughs> and then a right turn onto a dirt climb. And it was just like the weirdest race. Um, but it was super cool because like every single time we went up the climb, my dad was there cheering me on at the top and my mom has like this huge cowbell that she can't actually I think I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before but she can't actually ring it because it's too big so she holds <laughs> it between her legs and like rocks back and forth oh my God. Um, which is pretty entertaining to watch big, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah um have your parents been to a lot of your races before like when did you I guess when did you start racing as a junior or you know no I started racing this is my fifth year racing fifth year okay so um yeah, they used to come to tour the Gila. They've been to uh, all but one of my tours of the Gila. And uh, they, whenever they're around, they, they come to races, which is, I mean, they really like it. They've always been like, my dad has always loved cycling. And I grew up watching the tour because he would, every single July, it would be like, it's the tour. And I always was like, this sport is so dumb. Why are they wearing tights? <laughs> and, like, so, and you're both right. That's what's, that's what's beautiful about cycling. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So have, in the five years, have your parents ever worked the feed zone? Uh, I do have a pretty awesome story. So my very first ever. <laughs> this is one race. hell of a segue, by the way. I didn't even yeah. plan that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my very first ever pro race, I was by myself, but I was racing. It was like back before you races, big races needed like a X number of teammates to be able to race it. Hmm. Um, so it was in Aspen and it was when the pro challenge was in Aspen and they had a women's race alongside it, like forever ago, uh, like my first year racing. So this would have been in 2012, maybe, um, and I'd only done two races before then as a cat four. And I emailed USA cycling and I was like, Hey, I know that I don't, I haven't been racing for more than three weeks, but I really want to do this race in Aspen. Can you upgrade me to a one? And they were like, okay. So I was on the start line with like Kristen Armstrong and like HTC high road was there and it was pretty crazy. And we're going through the feed yeah. zone, the very first lap of this race. And my grandma and my boyfriend were in the feed zone. And my grandma, like, makes eye contact with me. And she goes, Abby, I have a bottle for you. And just chucks it at me. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle. I'm in the middle of the peloton. The bottle oh, just hits Jeannie Longo in the head. Oh, and dude. I'm, like, a handful of breaks, like, all the way to the back of the peloton. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. My grandma just nailed Jeannie Longo in the head with a bottle. <laughs> And then when I came through the next time, my boyfriend had like set a chair out on the side of the road and my grandma was just sitting in it, sitting on her hands. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that's, wow. that's, that's a great story. Um, but yeah, wow. my dad has my dad went to Cascade with me once when I went solo and he was in the feed zone with me and that was cool. Okay. So, yeah. so, so sorry about the. The, the diversion it, it's i just wanted to know if they were like prepped to also give you a bottle on this climb when you were coming by but my dad had wheels just in case yeah. anyone flatted he had wheels ah oh, all right yeah perfect That's champion pro. yeah pro dad so um, this is stage yeah. one right oh yeah so that was stage one it was cool um i did try i did try to win that i thought like i was gonna win that stage for sure uh there was at one point i was off the front with katie hall um, but it didn't work out. It all came down mm. to a bunch sprint. 
Um, that, so it all ca- that happened so to me once in the out. Minnesota uh, State Cat Four Five Road <laughs> yeah, Championship. I, I was that. so <laughs> close. Oh, I it hurts. Heard that it's really sad. <laughs> it's brutal. It, you never forget. You never forget. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, the The time trial was stage two. It was sweet. It was like an uphill time trial at Vail Pass, and um, I had Jesse Anthony in the follow car mm-hmm. for me, which. I wasn't supposed to have a follow car and I actually, I really like follow cars. So like Jesse was talking the entire time. I think he was more nervous than I was. So he talked the entire time and I didn't think at all. And then I got to the top and I think I was in third when I got to the top. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then the third stage, Oh man, the third stage was pretty great. So, uh, they set up in the parking lot in down in a parking lot in downtown Denver. They sent set up a bunch of tents for like vendors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they set up barriers outside said tents, like on the outside of the tents. So if you're standing in the middle of the tents, you actually can't see behind the barrier. Like you can't see the barriers cause there's like paneling behind all the tents. Okay. And we raced around that. That was our third stage. <laughs> oh, wow. so that was weird that was real fun yeah it was was pouring rain just like the men's course yeah Yeah, exactly like the men's course (laughs) uh stage four (laughs) was a circuit around denver and it was the uh according to a lot of the men the worst roads they've ever raced on so that was also interesting but anyway Hmm. it ended up fine yeah. The most disappointing thing was that I was sponsored by a beer company. So on the podium, when they gave us, they gave us beer instead of champagne, uh, which is a lot harder to spray. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Katie Hall just upended the bottle on top of my head. <laughs> so was the team, at what point did the team dynamic shift? And they were like, we think Abby can pull this off, this podium spot. Or, uh, or was there maybe... Uh, maybe the vote of confidence was like, okay, good, good job, Abby. Um, back, back to getting bottles. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> kind of like after the time trial, it was like, well, the the next two days are completely flat and will be a sprint finish. So mm. I guess we're going for Abby's podium spot. And on the last day I did try to get in a breakaway and move up to second. Um, I was in multiple breakaways that day, but just nothing that the sprinters just wanted to sprint. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the they team do. was great. They, they're really good at, you know, when somebody's riding well, they'll back them. So it, it worked out well. It was cool. Awesome. Well, that's, that's awesome. And the best part is it's totally putting you into awesome form for spring training season down in Australia when you're going to yeah. crush tour down under. It's gonna yeah. Be that'll be interesting. I don't, usually race that early but we'll see so did what have you done with your uh what was it like the is it a quiznos plate like what was your what was your uh trophy yeah tell us about the trophy this is what we need to know about trophy i'm assuming a lot of coupons i'm not gonna lie i don't even remember what it was (laughs) wow all right like you didn't get a stuffed animal or something like there's like there's that something cool that you got no katie hall got like a really cool 10 gallon hat Oh, oh, okay. That's nice. Ooh, but she ten, won. A 10-gallon hat. They're trying to take the uh, Classica sort of, San Sebastian. Yes. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that seems <laughs> cool. And then after the podium, you're like, what am I going to do with this giant hat? I feel it's, like yeah. second place should have got a five-gallon hat, and maybe you should have got a two-and-a-half-gallon hat. Yeah. So yeah, little guy that winning the 10-gallon cool. hat's kind of like winning a uh, giant stuffed animal at the state fair. And it's like would, really awesome until you have to start walking it around <laughs> like when you're like going back yeah. to the car and well, you're bumping people s- with it. Say it was like that time you had a, a party at your apartment like a hundred years ago and you had a guacamole contest and I won the guacamole contest because I rigged the boat a little bit, like went around, shook some hands, made some deals. I don't think I had the best guacamole, but I won uh, like a 50 gallon sombrero or something. Yeah. I picked up somewhere. Yeah. And it, sat in the corner of my apartment for a long time kind of like i don't know tim gave it to i don't know i'm never gonna do anything with this stupid was, thing and then much i threw it away i guess i don't know i i will say the guacamole party may have been the greatest uh party that i've ever hosted so anybody Probably. can take that idea 
and just everyone brings their own types of guacamole and then you have a guacamole contest it's yeah, great yeah. that's a great party idea that's a pro tip right there it was good yeah. <laughs> and if and you know if, what else is a good party is a breakfast party yeah oh, oh. breakfast that party. sounds really pro like how's that work like one person brings french toast or you just kind of it's like a potluck uh, I had a breakfast party for my birthday party when I turned 24 and we all just, I just made everybody breakfast. I made like a bunch of pancakes and waffles and French toast and like casserole type thing. And a bunch of people came over and ate breakfast and then we went on like a six hour ride and it was awesome. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. All right. It was a good party. I was and that, wondering how and- this worked as a pro. All these pancakes, yeah. all these. Yeah, all you got to ride afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And everything's you just justified. have to be on the. You just had to get the invite on WhatsApp. Yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to, yep. to the only on the party. WhatsApp group. Yeah, but let's uh, get into the preen lap. Okay. Here is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. Hey, Spencer, who are we racing for this week on the Prem Lap? All right, Tim. This week is very exciting because this Prem Lap is brought to us by a brand new sponsor. PowerDot. It's PowerDot. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> it's PowerDot. <laughs> yes, Tim. It It is PowerDot. You are correct. Why don't you... Okay, so I already know what PowerDot is. Uh-huh. It's pretty awesome. And there's a pretty sweet um, uh, uh, promotion here for the Slow Ride listeners. Yeah. But you're... You're definitely more um, more educated in how to uh, tell this product because you know me. I get really excited, and um, you don't say I could. Yeah, so powered up. Um, what is it? Yeah, okay. So you know what it is, but uh, we're gonna gloss that over because obviously you know what it is. Um, but just yeah. in case somebody else listening doesn't know what it is, um, powered up is quote the world's smartest muscle recovery and performance tool. Um, basically it's your own personal masseuse. It's your own personal swanier. They're not making bottles for you, but they're doing everything else. Um, okay. You buried the lead also here, Spencer. Okay. It has a awesome mobile app. Like that was probably one of my favorite things about using it. Oh yeah. Right. Is that the app is super simple and it's got all of the, the programs already pre-programmed. Cause you know me, I don't, I'm not the mechanic person, right? I'm not going to be able to figure out what kind of pressure needs to go where. Yeah. The app kind of walks you through how to use it. And when you do, it's like the massage therapist that makes you recover faster, but then also, um, yeah, you just, I don't know. I just felt a lot better. Yeah, exactly. It. It, it's super simple. Um, it's a couple of, of electrical diodes that you stick to your affected muscles, wherever, you know, legs, knees, ankles, arms, back, whatever, neck, um, where you need a little massage and where you need a little therapy and, uh, and you pop open the app, you set the level that you want it at and you say, this is on my neck, go. And it just goes, it knows what to do. It's super easy run by Bluetooth. You can adjust it up and down from your phone. You don't need to know much of anything to use this. Yeah. You're yes. And you know, you use it as, you know, it's not going to, um, make you George Hincapie overnight, but he uses it. He does use it. Like, so it's going to make you feel pro, but the best part that, that we've learned is that there's a, the best story of the 2008, well, the saddest, but what became the best story of the 2018 tour de France Mm -hmm. directly impacted by the power dot. Yeah, exactly. And of course we're talking about, uh, Lawson Craddock from EF, uh, education first Draypack uh, team who, Sadly crashed on stage one of his first tour, and it was about to be a tragic story about how, you know, he wasn't going to be able to continue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all the journalists had their stories already written up uh, about how tragic it was, and PowerDot sent him one of these devices, and he started using it on the area around his shoulder, scapula, where he cracked that bone and used it to activate those muscles and flush out all of the bad juju, you know, and like, um, yeah. And just no, sort of a- stimulate the recovery of those muscles. And he finished the tour de France, the world's hardest bike race. Um, yeah. That, and that's no joke. And it's no joke. Dot yeah. Totally helped it. Um, 
we're going to be using these over the next uh, couple of weeks. We're going to be checking in because um, we all got them. I'm pretty excited about uh, kind of the feedback that we're all going to have. Mm-hmm. But the best part is that uh, PowerDot is giving our listeners um, 20% off their order. Yeah. If they go to PowerDot.com, PowerDot.com, and use Slow Ride at checkout, you get 20% off. So yeah. that's pretty bang up. No, it's true. Find out uh, some more about it. You can take a look at, at what this thing actually looks like. It's uh, not intimidating, um, which is kind of, you know, you get some of those big space boot compression things, and it's just, <laughs> what a pain. Uh, this is totally different. Um, PowerDot.com, uh, check it out. Learn a little bit about it. We're going to talk about it, like Tim said, over the next couple of weeks. And if you decide to go for it, uh, use the code SLOWRIDE to get yourself 20% off at checkout. All right. Tim, are you thirsty? I'm always thirsty. Are Actually, you... I could a little, I could little use a little hop in my step. Yeah? You seem a yeah. little down. Yeah, you seem a little like yeah. you're dragging. I am dragging a little bit. Well, we uh, here at Wide Angle Podium have a solution for you, sir. Uh we have partnered with Grimper Brothers uh, to produce the Full Schleck uh, coffee. Um, we did not. Uh, that might be copyright infringement uh, on the Schleck Brothers, but uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna go down that road. Um, I welcome the lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, it could be, be good for us. Yeah, it could <laughs> be a good press. Like, yeah, exactly. Get the word it out. Be, it will definitely be good press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll put that out there. We'll put some feelers out. We'll have our lawyer, uh, you know, what? make some clues. Sue, Sue us, Frank. <laughs> Please. We still, I, I have not put his beans in the mail, so maybe that'll get the ball rolling on that. Um, but uh, needless to say, they are delicious. Um, Grimper Brothers uh, Fresh Roast Coffee every week. So you place your order. Uh, they tally them all up at the end of the week. Uh, roast it all up and get it in the mail to you um, post-haste. So you have fresh beans for your ride, for your weekend, and uh, for everything else you use your coffee beans for. And uh, part of those proceeds go to support the wide-angle podium. And you go to bit.ly slash WAPbeans, or you can head over to wideanglepodium.com, and there's a uh, banner on the right-hand side to find out more about the Gripper Brothers Full Schleck Coffee Blend. Absolutely. Um, also want to give a quick reminder uh, that the Slow Ride Reviews is now live in its own feed in iTunes. We've got a couple more episodes coming up. <clears throat> we just did a recap ep- uh, interview with Gary Crandall, the host of the um, Schwamigan Fat Tire Festival. So we're hoping to have that up in the coming weeks. And um, I think little Hymar might might be contributing to his the newest review because I, I got him a Strider bicycle. Okay. Right? Yeah. So... So little Hymar at 16 months old, he 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 wakes up from his slumber and he comes out kind of groggy eyed. And I'm like, hey, I got you a bike. This is this is like tearful moment. My wife is taking photos nonstop, like, <laughs> you know, trying to like record this. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it and he comes over to it. And I kid you not, guys, that he tried to th- swing his leg over the, the seat. Yeah. But me being me, I still had the seat up really high. <laughs> so, yeah. he liked, so he totally liked into the seat and didn't make it. Uh, and then it fell over and he was like, it started crying. Yeah. So I had to try it again. And then he just stood on top of it for a while. Enough for a, uh, a rider card photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very um, important. Good. And then he never moved. Like he, he yeah. it's going to be a, a long time coming. But anyways, it was Which his first ever him? bike. Le- which is he is he is he uh like you or does he mount the bike the correct way he mounted the bike the first time the correct way okay but then and the failed. second the second through 20 times i made him get on from the truck <laughs> side <laughs> just because i knew this question was going to come up i wanted him to get on from the right side of the bike uh-huh. just because i'm like kevin powell's does it this way mm-hmm. yep. um so anyways you, that you review kevin may be sweet. coming up uh, on Slow Ride Reviews, check it on your iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, and that's just uh, that ties in with everything else on the Wide Angle Podium Network shows uh, like Bike Shop CX, Consummate Athlete, uh, Crosshairs Radio, all great stuff over on WideAnglePodium.com. We're really happy to be a part of the network and get the support uh, from you guys um, to continue to make these shows possible. So that's right. that's where to go to find great stuff. Absolutely. 
good stuff over there, and uh, let's get back to the show. What up? This is Tom's Koyinch, and you're listening to this low-ride podcast. Hey, Abby, not very often yes. that we get to have you on here, so let's do some quick rapid-fire questions. What was the first bicycle you ever owned? A Trek mountain bike that my boyfriend found in a junkyard. Ooh, nice. Um, and good. what was your first road racing bike that you had? Uh, the first road bike I raced on was actually my mom's K2, and it was very small for me. Wow. And then, yeah. so when did you start racing? So if you started racing in 2000, what, 2000? 2014 was 14? my first year racing full-time. Okay. Like so, when that I started racing in the spring and I raced all the way through the fall, but I started racing mountain bikes in college my senior year. Okay, and what year? what was your athletic background before coming over to cycling? I was a Nordic skier. Nordic skier? Okay. Yeah. What college? University of Vermont. Oh, Vermont. Okay, I knew that. Did you ever lose to Northern Michigan University in cross country skiing? <laughs> well, I was only at Vermont for a year, two years, one year, two years, and then I transferred to Colorado. I was so, back at see Boulder. how she dodged that question, Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very well done. I, did. I like it. Dodged. Okay, so um, you're a professional, so I understand sure. that you need to tread lightly on some questions that we have on the podcast, but there is uh, one that that was raised um, that's been brought to our attention a couple times on Twitter, and a lot of folks copying a photo of arguably the the best female cyclist right now in the world Yolanda Neff the the new Trek professional racing team and she has the damn sticker on the front of her helmet I What's up with that? Cuz she had that she had that previously mm-hmm. on previous teams and I always thought like oh that must be the helmet sponsor um, and then when I saw it on her Bontrager helmet, I was like, wait, what? Like that? Oh, so it's a personal sponsor, but can they not find a better place to put it? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it, the, the, the point is getting, everyone can see it, you know? <laughs> That's true. So true. it's primary. It talking. works, yeah. but has anyone actually like looked up what it is or does anyone actually like remember the name or is it just like, oh gosh, that, well, what is could, it? I don't, it's the I sticker. Don't know. That's all we know. No, but you. One of you told me about, about what it was before, and I forgot like instantly. Forgot. It's a sticker. That's that's literally <laughs> well, all so I know. It's a sticker. Maybe it's a personal sponsorship that's just through the end of the year, right? Like Possible. Th- there is that chance. Because I don't think that track would be like. I mean, I don't know. Like, they're it's a super cool company, so they might be fine with her having a personal sponsor like all the way through next year. But their helmets are cool, so I don't know why that's they. Yeah, they wouldn't buy out the rest of that contract at the very least, or something. Just being like, no, you can't put this sticker on the front of her. Cross cross contracts are so weird because it's like halfway through the cross season, don't all the riders like switch teams? Yeah, yeah, January first. And when it happens on a weekend, it's wonderful because on Saturday they're on one team, and then on Sunday the first they're on a completely different team. You know what? really don't get is why road contracts don't end october 31st they should make make more sense they really it would make so much sense because it's like all of a sudden all of these riders who've switched teams and stuff basically like have to drop off planet earth for two months because they are on their new bikes and and like new shoes but they can't post anything online or can't be seen it's Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So what do they what, do? They put like paper over the down tube? A lot of like, shoe covers, a lot of masking tape, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of tape. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a, um, anyways, the, the Yolanda Neff, we, we asked the question a couple episodes ago on if the sticker sponsorship on the helmet was going to continue. And it looks like at the minimum it is continuing. Yeah. The, maybe yeah. through just the big, the big tell would be, will be January 1st. January 1st, if the sticker helmet, if the sticker is still there. Maybe I want to know if there's arrow power. benefits. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm it's, pretty maybe sure the UCI is going to say no because there's some kind of arrow benefit, kind of like the uh, the raised silicon on the jersey sleeves that some teams mm-hmm. had. Sure. Yeah, so. I bet oh, yeah. you take that sticker away, 
back of the pack. So, Tim, <laughs> Tim, at the end of the day, are you team sticker or team no sticker? Like, I is it is it part of her personality now, or at, at this point, I'm I'm team sticker because okay. it is so ridiculous that and, it's, and, I feel like it's something I should embrace and flip a complete 180 on because I yeah. really hated it two weeks ago and now I'm, I love it. And little guy, team sticker, or team no sticker. I don't remember what it is. I'm gonna definitely uh, find a sticker to put on my helmet for for next week's cross races. Give me a Some... little something extra. Give me that little something extra in the tank. So, so you're team sticker, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna be so team sticker. I'm literally joining the team for the rest of the season. And Abby, uh, where are you falling on this? I am gonna have to say team no sticker. Okay, finally, because it does. It's just not a clean look, you know. I don't. I do, am. Do I am in. It's a sticker. I am in a hundred percent agreement. It could be a sign. I guess it could be classified like a as a sign. Inserted into the the vents. Well, it looks like it looks pretty hefty. Like it doesn't look like a just a little sticker yeah. on the front of the helmet. It it looks like it's like a vinyl. It's it's the girth. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks it's like a, it, It's almost yeah. like those air fresheners you put into the vents of your car, right? It's got a little clip, and then oh, it's a little sure, yeah. Febreze the clip. Aero, the aero yeah, it just keeps top. the helmet sure. fresh. So so this this pod is split 50-50, team sticker, team no sticker. This yeah. this debate is going to rage on for yeah. years to come, so, I'm sure. Or at least until probably, January 1st. Maybe the front of her head's too light, so the sticker yes. just keeps her and head down so she stays more arrow. Just Let's move on to the next topic okay. because no. this is actually important because we do have a pro here. The, the winter season is coming, right? And mm-hmm. since I'm in Florida, I never have to do anything with winterizing a bike. Besides sure. maybe changing the tires because it's just so nice out and I'm riding all the time in short sleeves and mm-hmm. it's great. Um, Spencer, you're commuting right now up in Boston. Do you have yeah. like a, a steed that you're using for the uh, the winter riding? And then uh, also I want to yep. know like kind of what a pro does in Boulder. Well, uh, I don't know what I don't know what you do in Boulder, um, but what I do is I've got the single speed set up. I've actually got a fixed yeah. gear, fixed gear setup, but it has two brakes on it um, because I do need to stop. Um, but the fixed gear uh, makes it so that you know very little can go wrong mechanically with the bike. So, and uh, and then I've got a full fender setup, um, and then front is, and rear lights. Which is the fender setup that you currently have right now? Is it like the classic PBR box on a on a fender, like on a, a bike rack on the rear? Is that what you're running, or is it like a, a plastic fender? No, no, no. I, I've got like the full like Portland style uh, setup with the full fenders so, and everything. That's what I always liked riding with little guy because little guy was the only one that ever showed up on a team ride with full fenders. Yeah. yeah oh, I, I really appreciated that, you guys. Yeah. When I need when I need to ride for myself to get to work, it's full fenders. When I'm on a group ride and when I'm on a team ride with you guys, no, <laughs> no fenders at all. Like, so. Yeah. So Abby, what uh, are you are you rocking full fenders in Boulder? Like, what's the what's the code on your uh, in your elite professional? Training yeah, group? is that going to get me kicked off the WhatsApp group if I showed up on a rainy ride with no fender? No way. People actually would like appreciate the fender because it means that they don't get spit up all over their face. Do you have a fender on your bike? Um. So how I approach winter riding, for example, two days ago it was like I don't know. 30 degrees Fahrenheit, 32 maybe. And I went out and I rode probably 12 minutes and then I came back home and mm-hmm. I put my bike mm-hmm. on the trainer <laughs> and I rode the trainer for two and a half hours. And then yeah. today it snowed like up over a foot. Mm-hmm. So I hit up Zwift for like three hours. Mm. That's pretty much how I tackle the so, winter. Okay. So do you go between Zwift and another like training roads program or are you just sometimes you're just Zwift on trainer? Is- Zwift is pretty like solid because I am very lucky. Zwift sent me the Cyclops fancy trainer that plugs into the wall and mm-hmm. then connects to Zwift. So if you're going up a climb in Zwift and it's like 10%, the trainer reacts yep, and yep. like the resistance changes. Yeah. So I, I, it's like riding outside, but harder. Do you have the Zwift fork mount thing? Have you seen this Zwift fork mount thing where no, if, I don't if you're have going that. up, it like raises up your feel like that's too much it's, it's a little crazy it'd be I, a little bit I, too I, weird i saw it at a bike shop and so of course i jumped on it and what's really weird is that it also lowers down so if you're going down to descent all of a sudden oh, then i'm like terrifying. elbows out because i started getting really nervous 
Mm-hmm. So, Tom's like he gets super. He's like way more hardcore than me, and he'll go right outside when it's like super cold and snowy and stuff. Mountain bikes. Yeah. Oh, that's, he does. That's so a good trick. Okay. That, yeah. That's the pro tip right there. That's the yeah. best trick. Yeah. Mountain bike. So, little guy, when you're uh, you're still rocking the uh, the Minneapolis winters, and uh, we have nothing but respect. Now, we did we do see you have grown an animal on your face to protect yeah. you across from the, the wind burn. It does. It does help. I think maybe I don't know. And friend of the pod, um, all the way, Ray, Roblowski. Man, I seen him two weeks in a row downtown. Did he tell you this? <laughs> no, but he tweeted all about it the other day. Um, okay. <laughs> and and his uh, his tweet was was fantastic because anybody that knows uh, Ray knows the the seriousness that that he brings to it. And he says, "I saw a little guy for the second Friday in a row. He's yep. a real messenger." delivering important documents. He's not trying to keep the fucking soup hot. <laughs> yeah, he, t- he said that to me. Basically, that's exactly what he said to me when I saw him. So, so I'm glad he's a little guy. You're still out there in the that. winter. What's what's yeah. your uh, what's your current bike setup? How are you winterizing oh. your bike? Well, I was going to tell you guys I built up a new to me uh like mid 80s Fuji touring bike, which I'm very excited about cuz it'll be my first ride on it tomorrow. Uh, which means it'll either work perfectly and be great or break like nine times on me at work tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> and explode. Um, but uh, Narrator. Narrator edit for you, Spencer. It broke. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm excited, though. My, You guys, I don't know if I told you guys my, my, I think I told you my beloved Trek touring bike, which was like my touring bike, my work bike, my first cross bike for a couple years when we raced cross. Oh, yeah. Um, my my Trek 520 cross bike uh, ate, ate it. I literally pushed my finger through one of the tubes when I was cleaning um, it. Um, so that's how much rust had had gotten to it. So I had to retire it. So this is hard. It's my first winter without my beloved Trek for a long that's time. That's a that's a hard loss, you know. That's but you gotta you just gotta think, you know. So, well, I gave it a good life. I did I yeah. did the best I could. It was happy while it was with me. Yeah, and, uh, maybe it's, it was happy. It's moved on now. So, so what are it you going to do with the same bottom frame? bracket for like seven years? So it probably wasn't very happy. <laughs> okay, maybe the it was pissed is, off. <laughs> it's on my floor in the basement. I thought I would. You're not going to do like, you're not going to bury it or like hang it up uh, uh, somewhere? At some point, yeah, I'll put it Yeah, do you ever do anything cool? Scrappers. Like make it into like a lamp or something? Yeah. No. With old frames? I might keep the fork because I think the fork's okay, but I also haven't poked at it that much. <laughs> That's true. So I was going to say you. I've seen shops that uh, kind of turn like the rear triangle somehow yeah. with the seat post into like a stool. Um, yeah. But if your That's frame was resting apart, you might not. Uh, that might not be a great idea. It was the re- it was the it was the chain stays that I pushed my my I could push through. So I don't know mm-hmm. if there's much that I could do with it. I could maybe make a really nice pile of dust. So you this this new bike that you've got this new Fuji is this a bike that was abandoned on a bike rack that you had watched for about two years and you're like oof you know what I'm gonna free that bike and just break the lock and take it sort of in that uh, friend Colin uh, hi Colin if you're listening in Chicago uh, saw this bike in downtown Chicago for I forget like all of last winter or something and he kept telling me about it and I was like all right whatever and then. And then I was like, hey, I actually broke my track. And he's like, I'll get you that Fuji. And so he got me this abandoned Fuji. So yes, it does come from, it was an abandoned bike. So I'm basically only riding abandoned bikes now. It's I'm going up in the world every day. Are you riding this Fuji at the Minnesota State Cyclocross Championships next week? No, I won't. I don't know what I'll ride. I'll ride one of my silver aluminum cross bikes. That's all I ride. Um, what- I do think I'm going to do well this year because usually you guys know that I, I follow a strict regimen of actually ah, racing yes. every weekend and training. And this year I have not trained and not raced very much and haven't raced for the last two weeks. And so I think this might be the ticket actually to get me a result because I've never got a good result when I've tried tried and trained. And I think this sort of bizarro approach might actually yeah. work. Oh, this is You're going in fresh. Yeah, yeah I'm this, going in super fresh. <laughs> this and has I've been my approach for like so. four years now, little guy. And I, t- I got to tell you, it's decent at first, and it gets continually worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the I'm more you rest, to kinda... 
You rest your way into fitness for a while, and then you rest your way into unfitness pretty quickly (laughs) after that. I think I've already done that. I've wimped out the last two weekends because it's super cold and crappy, and I've just the races are so uninspiring here. Uh, You guys know that most of the races are so uninspiring that I'm like 20 degrees. No, not going. Staying home. Abby, in your contract, can you go race cross? In theory. You just don't want to? Or you're like, hey, no. Hey. no she, we, we've, <laughs> we've Are you kidding? I, I just yeah. said it was 32 outside and I rode the train over two and a half hours yeah. instead of riding outside. No, that is brutal. Yeah. yeah. Probably every two years I watch a cross race and I'm like, man, that looks super fun. And then I go and race and I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> no, I have to Please, get can I break? rewind time? <laughs> yeah. Really? See, I feel the opposite. I watch road races all the time and I think that looks fun. And then every two years I do one and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it takes a specific kind of person for each yeah. race, I guess. No, it's true. Each their own. So a big part of my uh, off-season training has been um, <laughs> catching up. I'm, I'm actually re-watching um, because this, this has worked for me a, a couple seasons ago in the past. I was watching the Gossip Girl um, series. Um, oh. God. That that really did it for me. Like I think it took me to the next level. Um, wh- do you have anything similar going? Like, what are the pros in Boulder uh, into right now? Like, what's the hot show? What should we be, you know, downloading on our Netflix or our um, Roku boxes and whatnot? What should we be so, buying stock in? As you guys know, last weekend I went to uh, Thousand Oaks and rode the. Phil Guyman, great grand cookie dough, Fondo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and spit, oh man, Thousand Oaks. Like I'm just thinking about the fires. Oh right? yeah, and also moment of silence wow. for yeah, all of the riding there and all the yeah. houses. Anyway, so I was there and uh, one of Phil Guyman's close friends is Michael Muni, who's an actor um, on one of my favorite shows of all time. I have three shows that I could I've watched every single season, like in order more than seven times. And one of the three is Veronica Mars. Michael Muni plays uh, Sheriff Don Lamb. And I've been trying to talk Tom's into watching Veronica Mars with me for uh, about four years now. And he met Sheriff Don Lamb and was like, all right, (laughs) let's watch Veronica Mars. Did he introduce himself as Sheriff Don Lamb? No, but I wrote up to him and I was like, I'm so sorry to be weird, but I just got to say that I am a huge fan and I like almost started crying and then he took a selfie with me and he kissed me on the cheek and I sent it to like all my like girlfriends from high school and we were all, they all were freaking out. It was amazing. Best moment ever. Were you the only one at Phil's Cookie Grand Fondo that knew him as the sheriff? sheriff Don Lamb, probably. Yeah. So yeah. he was I mean, also probably only... <laughs> pretty stoked that someone recognized. Like he probably enjoyed being like kind of like just the semi like, oh, I'm just doing the Grand Fondo. And then you well, come up and blow his cover. He's uh, he's actually quite a big cycling fan. OK, so he came up to Tom's and was like, hey, man, like super great to meet you. And oh. Tom's obviously has no idea who he is. And I'm standing next to Tom's like com- silently losing my cool. And then I went up to him like probably 20 minutes later when I regained some kind of composure. And then I, yeah, was a total nerd. It's a, a full circle freak out there. <clears throat> yes. But because Tom's met him in person and was like, this guy's actually a pretty cool guy. Like he's actually a really cool guy. Um, I rode with him for like an hour on one of the, there's, it's two days of riding. And on one of the days I rode with him for a while and he was like, we talked about, other things than Veronica Mars, but Tom's actually. <laughs> I find met that him. hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, okay, okay. In Did episode you, like, three, in, in, season uh, two, epi- yeah. in season three, episode six. Um, like, yeah. What, like, what did you mean uh, when, when you said that? Um, okay, I don't know what Veronica Mars is, and I'm gonna <gasps> give you. I'm gonna give oh you thirty. Much, I'm gonna give you thirty seconds of podcast time to tell me why I should be watching this. Elevator pitch. Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm is a detective and solves detective cases. I, there's murder. All I there's remember detective. is there's a school tears. bus. There's high school. There's, oh my God, it's just 
Oh god, it's so good. Anyway, but anyway, like because Tom's met Michael Muni, I convinced him to finally watch the show. And we last Sunday, the reason I wasn't on the podcast is because we were binge watching back to back six episodes of Veronica Mars. <laughs> I know, which is amazing. As I as we repeatedly tried to Skype constantly, like over and over again, saying, "Oh, she'll be here." She said she'll be here. <gasps> it's no big <gasps> deal. Like she's she's gonna show up, guys. Don't worry. I- I applaud. I applaud the, um, you know, the candidness and the. Uh, it's a pretty damn good excuse. So that I mean, good excuse. It's very rare that I. It's not a good excuse, and I'm still sorry. <laughs> no. But it's very rare that I'll convince Tom's to watch more than one episode of a show in a row. Um, but actually, even today, we watched three episodes before mm. before this. So I so, think listeners of the pod now need to. When they see Go uh, watch Tom's or you on the side of the road at a race or in Boulder, if they're kicked off the WhatsApp channel mm-hmm. to, um, you know, hold up Veronica Mars signs or something about, um, you know, some inside joke that only uh, only Veronica a Mars only a true Mars head would know. Yeah. 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 Oh, they call them marshmallows. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are they called? But but. It, if you haven't seen it, like I really recommend it, and it's on Hulu. And it is winter, and if you're riding the trainer, yeah, and good time. Want to watch a show? All right, a great I, British baking show will only get you so far. I don't get yeah. you pretty far. It'll get I, you I pretty far. I watched it today for three hours. <laughs> it was pretty good. Well, I personally appreciate that that advice. Um, I'm not going to be riding the trainer because it's nice out. But yeah. that being said, Ooh. I appreciate uh, you sharing. Uh, anything else to uh, wrap up the show before uh, we get on our way? Uh, yeah, we should we should help Abby plug her other podcast. Um, it's not something we normally do here, but I listened to the last episode, or at least what I think is the last episode, about the um, television coverage for women's cycling, and it was super, super good. So I just want to... First, I want to say that, but then I want to let you uh, go ahead and plug... Uh, that and let people know where they can uh, find it. Thanks. Yeah. So I host the Box Women Insider powered by Canyon, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, Spotify, where a lot of places, um, boxwomen.com slash podcasts is like where all the info is. And yeah, the last episode was definitely the biggest episode we've ever done in that we had multiple interviews with people from various different aspects of cycling, talking about the lack of TV coverage in women's racing. And a lot of people, we found that a lot of people are really quick to complain about no live coverage, Mm -hmm. but don't actually know how much work goes into having the live coverage. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a little bit of a interesting subject because personally, I didn't want to even do the show because I'm, I'm of the mind, like if they're going to have a race, they need, if they're going to be world tour, they need to have live coverage. Um, But my boss was really pushing. And actually after listening to it, I did a lot of my opinions did change about a lot of mine you know, too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it was really interesting. And that's technically our last episode for the season, just because, uh, I know absolutely nothing about psychocross, so I'm not going to try to cover it, but uh, neither do we, we will have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will have like random episodes come out. For example, there was, uh, one interview with Ashley Mullen Passio in the last episode about TV coverage, there was actually like a 55 minute conversation and that will come out as its own episode in the next couple weeks. Yeah. So there's still like stuff coming out. So yeah, yeah. if you like women's cycling, uh, give us a follow on Apple podcasts or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Check that one out. It was super good. There was a ton of like, uh, just opinion stuff. And then a lot of like good inside baseball stuff. So like really yeah, kind actual of, like numbers. Yeah. Kind of made it like, some of the technical challenges were were really spelled out in a way that made sense. Um, you know, like why that choice isn't always as simple as it sounds like um, and what some solutions could be. And anyway, I thought it was really good, really well done. It's a show that I enjoy anyway. And, you know, you, you, you are, you are part of the slow ride family now. So, uh, you know, we, we I just want to let you plug that. Thanks. Well, I, Abby, it was awesome having you on the pod, and it was even cooler that you did not mention once again that you got to meet George Hincapie, and we did not, um, so appreciate 
mm-hmm. that you know once again you're not kind of rubbing that um at us like saying like oh i hung out with george um so well we cool. do text uh, not even whatsapp no actual text Hang on. Messaging. okay would you what, invite him what, in the group i was would gonna say question, question of the show question of the show is he in the group did he make the cut no all right yeah we got an age age cap <laughs> no master's rider pretty so sick burn <laughs> george is a half wheeler i've ridden with him i know <laughs> <laughs> seems wow. like he seems like he would be. He seems That's like nice. as as a yeah. Way to slide that one in there that you've ridden with him, so you would know that he's a half wheeler. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I like your style. Well, with that, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Slow Ride podcast. I'd like to thank BK One of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. We'd also like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued support of the Wide Angle Podium Network. And uh, check out the Wide Angle Podium family of shows. Uh, this is Tim in Orlando. Matt in Minneapolis. I'm way to miss your cue, little guy. This is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Abby in Boulder, Colorado. And the Slow Ride Podcast would like to remind everyone to wave to all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. Even Tom's. Mostly Tom's. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else gets so offended when they're not waved back at. We all do. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, straight from the source theslowridepodcast.com and on twitter at theslowridepod